0: Listener Production
1: Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling
0: morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Friday the 23rd of July. The New South Wales Premier is warning the worst is yet to come for Greater Sydney after the state yesterday recorded its highest number of daily COVID cases since this latest outbreak started. 124 new infections were confirmed across New South Wales yesterday with at least 70 of those in the community for at least part of their infectious period. Premier Gladys Berejiklian has predicted today's Numbers could be even higher and says it shows just how dangerous this Delta variant is. It's
2: cruel the way this virus is contagious. Any human contact means you can pick up the virus or give the virus. It is spreading like we've never seen before.
0: There's been confirmed COVID outbreaks in both the aged care and disability sectors across Sydney with a number of staff members testing positive and we'll have the latest details on this story with our reporter shortly. Meantime, infectious diseases experts say the only way we can stop COVID spreading is to stop people moving. Strategic health policy consultant Professor Bill Botell has told the project we need even tougher restrictions but if the government wants people to stay at home they need to provide better financial support.
1: So the imperative is to stop people moving. If they don't move, the virus can't move. We know that some people have got to go for essential work, so we've got to define essential services. But the greatest incentive people will have to stop moving is to be paid to stop moving. The greatest vaccine of all we can have this week is money. And uh, I'm afraid that the uh, financial packages that uh, have been put in place are not sufficient
0: With no date given on when schools will reopen, there are reports this morning the Therapeutic Goods Administration is on the verge of approving the Pfizer vaccine to be given to children aged between 12 to 16. It comes as the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, finally apologised for the government's failure to meet COVID vaccine targets.
2: I'm certainly sorry that we haven't been able to achieve the marks that we had hoped for at the beginning of this year. Of course I am. But what's more important is that we're totally focused on ensuring that we've been turning this around.
0: Meantime, while COVID restrictions are easing in Queensland this morning, the state has shut its border with the entire state of New South Wales. Lockdown is set to end in Victoria next week as planned, with only two of yesterday's 26 COVID cases in the community whilst infectious. And we'll have more details with our reporter on the ground about the unfolding situation surrounding a popular Melbourne market next. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to New South Wales where there are growing concerns over COVID outbreaks in Sydney's aged care and disability sectors as the Delta strain continues to spread. It comes amid growing concerns a number of staff members are still not vaccinated. Our reporter in Sydney Siobhan Caulfield has the details. Yeah, that's right, Tash. An employee at the Palms Aged Care Home in Kiriwee in the city's south has tested positive, while two staff at the Japara-Karimbia in Belrose and five people at the Unison Disability Group Home in Parklea have been diagnosed. Dr Jeremy McNulty from New South Wales Health says only some staff members have had the jab.
2: The workers at the aged care facilities were not vaccinated, but the workers at the and the residents at the uh, disability home had received one, dose to the vaccine
0: to victoria now and the state is on track to end its latest covid lockdown by next wednesday health authorities are confident they've been able to get on top of the latest outbreak quickly because the majority of new cases have been in isolation whilst infectious but as james lake reports from melbourne there's still one gaping hole in the system
1: yes and it's a worrying one Tash, that even we weren't aware of until now currently there are nearly twenty thousand victorians under strict orders to quarantine for the next two weeks because the they attended a COVID exposure site. Now, in that huge group of people locked in their homes, more than 6,000 are from the outbreak linked to Amy Park and 900 were told to isolate just yesterday because they were at the Paran market exposure site. Now, it's been revealed, though, that not everyone has been tested yet because they're not legally required to have a test until day 13 before they are let free again and that could be the missing link, not getting a test at the start of lockdown, which could help contact tracers identify other people at risk of still spreading the virus
0: Now, for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. Scott, good morning. There are growing calls for the return of JobKeeper, including from the boss of Qantas.
1: Tash, good morning. Yeah, and look, the COVID crisis rolls on, unfortunately, and starting to impact the economy in bigger ways. We know retail sales were down. We know payrolls were down yesterday. And Qantas, I'll enjoy some among others, kind of saying, guys, this is not enough. We're going to have to start sanding down staff unless you can give us something to effectively allow us to get through to trade through this period, without laying people off, it makes some sense. I've been saying for a little while now, the kind of patchwork of of payments and plans and things you can apply for, it's just not broad enough, it's just not clear enough, and frankly, it's not giving us enough confidence. Hopefully, something like a JobKeeper return, if it happens, would help to keep the economy afloat while we wait to get this next lockdown under control.
0: Yes, Scott, and there's growing speculation we could be headed for another recession and we may see a jump in unemployment rates. And there's been a pretty frightening warning from a bank boss as well.
1: Yeah, and that boss, Ross McEwen, has been out there yesterday and basically kind of saying, look, we think, he thinks we'll avoid a double recession, but he's also saying his customers might need to think about selling their houses I have half a suspicion this might be targeted at government as much as the borrowers, but for those people who are out of work or facing the chance that they might get stood down, as we just talked about, this is a real concern. I mean, hopefully the banks do the right thing. Hopefully they give people those mortgage deferrals, let them trade through this, as I said, because this will end. We just have to get through it. But, yeah, when when your bank's boss says, hey, you might need to think about selling your home, there's going to be some nervous people around this morning.
0: Yeah, and also, despite all the negativity, incredibly, the Australian Stock Exchange hit another record close yesterday.
1: (laughs) remarkable what 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 recession what covid right it's really a a reminder that the market and the economy don't move in the same direction we know the recovery in the stock market happened well well before even a vaccine was announced let alone starting to be implemented so it's a reminder that these things can change and also hopefully some positivity some optimism that those in the market are looking forward through this and saying there is light at the end of the tunnel we're prepared to invest our money hopefully that's reassuring for the rest of us too
0: There might be light at the end of the tunnel for people that don't like those little shop promotional toys, not mentioning just asking for a friend, Scott. Um, Now the retailer's is going green and getting rid of them.
1: Apparently, so Little Shop was a massive, massive hit. Over the past three or four years, to be fair, the effectiveness is kind of dropping off a little bit. So maybe this is, I won't say greenwashing because that will get me in trouble. But <laughs> realistically, they're basically saying, look, you know, we want to be green. We want to be more sustainable. We know people have criticized us for using those Little Shop toys. We get the miniature, I don't know, Nescafe or whatever else they're, whatever else they're giving away. Um, you know, it was the bane of most parents' lives, try to collect them, have them around the house and then get rid of them. Good news for everybody, if you like green or if you simply don't want the clutter around your house, Coles is moving on to a newer greener approach and the Little Shop promotion, which have in the back of it and that's probably a good thing on a Friday morning.
0: There'll be a new promotional toy before we know it. Happy Friday, stay safe. Thanks, Scott.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Tash.
0: Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett Australia's second one day against the West Indies has been called off after the coin toss because of a positive COVID test.
2: Yes, good morning, Tash. That's right. The players were already on the field. They named the teams. They had tossed the coin and then uh, they've had to call off the game. Now, uh, the Cricket Australia website is reporting it's not an Australian, but uh, sketchy details at this stage about that positive COVID test. But that second one-day international will not go ahead in Barbados. So more information to come through this morning.
0: Yeah, and more COVID cases at the Olympics. But on a positive note, uh, Brett, the Oli Roos pulled off a stunning upset over Argentina at the Games.
2: Yes, we hadn't uh, competed at the Games since Beijing in 2008. This is the men's football side, the Oli Roos. They'd promised to shock the world. They're in the group of death, but Graham Arnold, the coach, had called it the group of de- uh, dreams. They faced uh, Argentina, who are a powerhouse in world football, as we know, and beat them 2-0. Lockie Wales opening the scoring in the 14th minute. His
1: king, finds due chance! Australia ready to shock the world, and it is lucky Wales who turns it home against Argentina. And
2: with Egypt uh, claiming a, a goalless draw with Spain, also another shock result, we have a big chance to get through to the knockout stages.
0: So good, well done. And the NRL, Brett Canberra, is back in finals contention after a gritty win over the Eels last night.
2: Yeah, beat them 12-10 to on the Gold Coast. That means that Canberra is now in the top eight. That's their third win in a row. They lost uh, Josh Papali'i and Ryan Sutton to injury during the game. Jordan Rapana with uh, the match-saving hip bump on Mike Acevo. The bunker almost overturned it. They had a good look at that, but it went Canberra's way. And uh, Ricky Stewart says that they showed a lot of heart.
1: As a young boy supporting the Canberra Raiders, that's always been in the jumper. That type of grit, that type of want to win. Some games it's missing, you know, and you've got to work hard as a coach to get it. That's why I get upset when we lose, because I know what these blokes have have got underneath the jumper.
2: And now the Kangaroos in New Zealand have pulled out of the Rugby World Cup in the UK later this year. That decision has been slammed as selfish and cowardly by the head of England's rugby league. Uh, So some shots being fired from the UK this morning.
0: Well, the AFL's still going ahead despite the risks with COVID. And round 19 kicks off tonight, Brett.
2: Yes, it does. Uh, In Melbourne, where Port Adelaide is technically the home site against Collingwood at Marvel Stadium. This is game number 300 for Travis Boak. And just in some other AFL news, Alex Rance, the Richmond Premiership hero, could be making a shock comeback in the VFL this weekend for uh, the Bombers against Southport. He's uh, considering that. So I guess we'll find out this morning because that game's only a couple of days away.
0: Another massive week in sport. Happy Friday. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, Tash. And a Gold Coast teenager is about to turn an average bag of corn chips into a $20,000 payday. 13-year-old Riley Stewart went viral on social media last week after she found a rare puffy chip in her pack of Doritos. The chip has since been put up for auction on eBay, where bids, would you believe, have already surpassed $20,000. Happy Friday indeed. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. in your podcast feed from 6:30 a.m. every weekday morning you can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Happy Friday. Stay safe. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you on Monday.
2: Listener